Hello and welcome back to the Pineapple Theory Podcast. This is number episode. This is number episode. Yeah. Does that make sense? This is that doesn't no. Make this sense. is episode this is episode number, number thirty-four. Um, mm-hmm. I'm your host John, and of course with my beautiful co-host Reese. Reese, how the fuck I'm beautiful doing? today. Thank you, John. You're beautiful. Um, today. I'm all good. I was just thinking as you stood up there. I didn't realize this jersey that you were in had your name on the back, but I'm in love with your. I'm assuming rugby, yeah. rugby jersey. Nah, it's a gaming jersey. Lightning pandas. It? Oh. Yeah. I would wear that for I rugby. Seen, I wasn't even a. That's I wasn't even a like I wasn't a fan of the the org. It was just like I seen they released this new top and I was like, wow, mm. it was only like thirty five thirty five pounds. Wow, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm copping. Yeah, that. no, that's real smart. That makes me remember there was a time where we were looking at. Uh, I can't remember why I used to like you know Nike ID all sorts of things and I was looking at um, getting a uh, either a football jersey or a rugby jersey made. And there were these ones that you could sort of customize, and they looked kind of like samurai, like sort of like colors, mm-hmm. and that's what that look reminds me of. Wait, was that when we were at school? Ah, it was when we were at school. I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You showed me that God. website. I've got my dog because then we were just my like... shoulder here. She's like a parrot. She is like she's, a parrot. She's, she's pestering me because in the, in um, we should probably explain. It's also probably why my yeah. voice sounds so much deeper than it normally is, is because this is actually like I've I've woken up in the past like two hours, so this is the earliest I think we've ever recorded a podcast ever. I mean, because the the one we done not long ago was like I think it was three o'clock my time. We started recording, yeah. maybe even four. So this is definitely the what earliest. time is it for you now in the UK? Uh, it's only quarter to two, so. Yeah, so it's quarter to nine in the morning here, and this is like eight hours ahead of schedule. Yes, it is. We are. Both coffee. Well, we're both drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. We're not both coffee. And uh, yeah, if we're, you we're just coffee today. Uh, Coda here. So basically, McKinley, like to to, to explain all of my personal life to this podcast. Uh, McKinley uh, teaches kids in China how to speak English, and she, because of the time difference between Canada and China, she has to be up mega early to do these FaceTime, Zoom teaching calls. So me and Coda I... get locked in the bedroom until like ten, eleven in the morning when McKinley's done. So uh, Coda here needs outside to go pee, but we literally go can't pee-pee. go outside until McKinley gets her like ten minute break, and then she can take the dog out. So no, it's a, it's a shame she's not a guy because she could just use a bottle. That is true. That is true. Um, although I don't know if you've ever tried to put Harvey or Sam's dog no bits into a bottle <laughs> for for pee, but I imagine I it's kind of difficult to explain It'd be to a dog. Incredibly difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, Harv. Let me just let me just you know grab this and yeah. If you let just, pee in the it's bottle. all right, Harv. Like we can't go outside and pee on the lovely grass that you normally do because I want you to pee in a bottle. And he just, he, I don't think he would fully understand that. Nope. I've got a question for you, John. Now it, uh-huh. it might be a bit personal, so don't feel pressure to answer. But okay. how do you take your coffee? How do I take? Yeah, it? like milk, sugar, like or what? What's sort of your go-to coffee when you make yourself a coffee? So, because this is a little slightly bigger flask, mm-hmm. I go two, two and a half spoonfuls of coffee mm-hmm. and two and a half spoonfuls of sugar. Right. And then, so we don't have, like, we don't use milk. Use- we use a thing called coffee mate. Coffee mate. If you've ever heard of that. No, can't say And it's just like powdered milk. So I put two scoops of that oh. in. It, oh, it tastes amazing. Is it like a sweet kind of powder milk? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So it just gives it a little bit of. Yeah, it's kind of funny because. Kind, it- kind of a creamier taste in milk i think it's funny because with tea you don't you often find that most people have tea 
a very similar way, but how they make it is really how it like defines them. You got the people who leave the mm. bag in when they pour the milk. You got people who take bag out, then pour milk. You got people who put in sugar before or after milk. Like the way they make it is like ritualistic to them and probably their family. But coffee, yeah, I yeah. find that so many people do different things. Like some people are on milk, some are on cream, some are on oat milk, some are on no milk, oh. some are on sugar, I've, some are on sweetener. Like I've heard the no milks are not not no milk uh, oat milks like incredibly good for mm. you I, I believe it um because supposedly it was one of my one of the boys from work he was uh telling me about this documentary he watched um and it was it was like, it was that vegan documentary that came out actually okay. and ever since he's watched it he still eats meat like he he believes in like the kind of natural food chain that we need meat to you know survive mm-hmm. um and but the only thing that he doesn't drink anymore is milk and it's because of the um, the cows like the cows utters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're like they look highly infected, but they still squeeze the milk out of them mm. and you know send it away to. Obviously, the milk will get cleaned and whatever, but mm. um, that just completely put him off milk. So he just drinks oat yeah, milk. Yeah, I've now. heard of a lot of people watching that documentary and a couple others, and then been being really put off of things. And it makes sense. I mean, like you know, if you learn anything, and she's back on my shoulder again. Um, if you learn <laughs> Coda. Hey, back it up. Uh, if you back if you learn it, anything, it. it makes sense that you would like change your opinion on it, and especially something that you like use or eat and put in your body every day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I just have my coffee just plain black. Just, I mean, I love. See, I love coffee all sorts of which ways. There, if I go to Tim's, sometimes I will order like a double double, like two milk, two sugar. Sometimes I'll uh-huh. just order a black coffee. But in general, my at home coffee, I just have it straight black. Um, do you have do you have sugar in the straight no, black nothing, coffee? Nothing. No. Just literally, so I that's just what. It. So when I was doing fasting last year, um, you could only drink. No, I, I don't. I don't even think you had to uh, drink it. I was like trying to do like a really good fast. You can obviously do a dirty fast, or you can do like a proper fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a proper fast like kind of tells you to stay away from sugar, like adding sugar. Um, adding milk to teas and coffee so I'd literally just had black coffee for the longest time mm-hmm. and I actually started like, at first it was a bit like you know strong and hard to get used to but once I'd had it a few times I was like this is actually quite good nice. yeah and then I was like you know what the weight's going back on I'm, put, I'm just I'm putting sugar <laughs> it's, uh, in my coffee it's, it's insulation for winter is, is what yeah, exactly. it is exactly so now the summer's now coming the summer's here I'm start losing it again <laughs> yeah I had I had a bit of a weird one so um just talking about like weight loss and whatnot we will by the way we should preface this and say we are going to get on to the main topic of as to why you click on yeah, this episode yeah. it is a march madness it is a star wars march madness it's star wars prequels march madness but for now it's, it's the morning we've got coffee we're gonna have a little bit of a chat yeah, we're just, we're having a we're morning having catch, a catch up. up and you guys get to listen to it if you want to if not fast forward and you know we'll, we'll be being stupid in a minute um yeah yeah talking about like weight loss and whatnot so like i looked back on uh, again, like uh, recently had the two year anniversary of being in Canada. So I was going through old photos and whatnot. And with being here for two years, my initial visa was for two years. So I had to like replace a few things. So like uh, my health card, my driver's license, like stuff like this, like had to basically it was only valid for mm-hmm. two years. And then now I've got my new visa. I sort of had to get a new one. Um, and my uh, health card came through and uh, I was comparing the photo of the one that I literally took like a month ago versus the one that I took like you know, two years ago. 
and I didn't realize how like round my face got, especially like under under my neck. Under the like, chin. Yeah, I, I've, I'm pretty fortunate. I've got a pretty good jawline, but like I looked at my mm. old health card and literally like right under my chin there was this little like bulby thing, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" That's called that's called a double chin. I know, and I was like, "Wow!" Like that that <laughs> happened to me like two like this is in the in the previous one, and then uh, mm. yeah, I've been pretty good this year about you know being a little bit more careful about what I eat and then getting back into running and things. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was kind of like, wow, you don't, you, it kind of sneaks up on you. You don't realize it. Oh yeah. you One minute you're just like, boom, mm-hmm. oh, you're fat. And you're like, whoa, how the hell did that happen? I feel like everybody has to go through that at some point after they leave school. Not just our school. I mean, school I, in general, oh, yeah. like, you know, cause. For sure. Well, I mean, I was a, I was a little tubby kid until fifth year. Mm. Um, and then, I lost. I went. I dropped down to. I think it was ten and a half stone, um, and that's the lightest I've been as like an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once I left school, it was just pandemonium. Getting subways, McDonald's, yeah. Burger Kings, just every day on my lunch at work. Like I just didn't care because like at that time you're not, you're not thinking about you know in two months I'm gonna be fat, and yeah I got well, fat. Also, so, but your, then I lost uh, it. Your, your yearbook did say that you don't want to be on your deathbed or whatever thinking oh i wish i could eat that or i exactly. could eat that <laughs> i'm on the seafood diet yeah. a seafood and i eat <laughs> oh that's another good one i gotta i gotta share that with mckinley all right um i think that's a good yeah, enough should, should we get into it yeah i think so why not so um that's a nice little 10 minute catch yeah, up. we're doing march madness star wars prequels i'll hit the intro and then we'll get into it this isn't march madness this is march meticulously thought outness your team lost 20 minutes ago i pressed all the buttons by accident trying to close the app so <laughs> you heard a bunch of stuff there we got all the sounds. I know, right my bad um yeah john why don't you intro i've already said it but you know give everyone who doesn't know a intro as to what march madness is and what we're going to do here so if this is the first ever podcast you're listening to from us too uh, why did you start Madness. on episode 30, 34 I don't know why you'd start just go back to the pilot and listen and listen to how we've matured mm-hmm. you know as the episodes have went on you know we've got more confident we've just we're, we're more relaxed now um, but anyway yes yeah, so if this is the first one you're listening to uh, March Madness is basically when we we go into like a film or a TV show or anything in the world um and we, we break down into a, a top 16 bracket and they go head to head. Now, depending on the, the the category, it could either be fight to the death or it could be favourite character or it could be favourite movie, things like that. So today we're doing part two of the Star Wars one, which is the prequels, and I believe we're doing favourite character. Right? Yeah, we are doing favourite character. Doing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, this is also our first sort of March Madness Ultimate Bracket, where we're doing mm-hmm. for this one, what really matters is the top four contendants. Ah, McKinley's here to take Coder out. Come say hi to the podcast. Just a brief hello. John. Hello. John suggested that hello. if Coda were a boy, I could just put a bottle up to the bits and she could pee in a bottle if it were a boy. But I kind of suggested that that would be difficult for dogs, boy or girl. Also, they don't understand why. I mean, neither can guys. Guys can't aim either. It's also like our dog's pretty well trained. Like we take her outside, she's gonna pee. But also, if yeah. I put a bottle up to her, I can't just say pee and she's gonna pee. You know, just gonna know what that she needs to pee. Yeah. All right, take the crazy dog out. <laughs> anyway, so yes, so this is important because 
uh, March Madness, the top four from each category of the Star Wars specific one will end up in an ultimate March Madness. So we are doing four Star Wars March Madnesses with a fifth one being the ultimate. So we've already done the original series, which is the original three movies, mm-hmm. New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. We're now today going to do the prequels, which is Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Return of the Sith. Return of the mm-hmm. Sith, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. Oh my God, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the, Je- Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. There we go. And then <laughs> yeah. we will be doing the new Disney ones, and then we'll be doing the extended universe movies like Solo, TV shows like Clone Wars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And top four mm. go into this ultimate one. So we have found online sixteen characters um, from well, not online. We just wrote them down. Um, John has yeah. randomly, without I, I write them down. John randomly picks out numbers. They go into the bracket. In we go. It's pretty standard. You know what it is. I'm gonna hit this and deafen everybody because that was way too loud, and I do apologize. Welcome everybody to Star Wars: The Prequels, March Madness, Pineapple Theory podcast welcome to the star wars Alrighty. wait i seen a tiktok before just before we get into you this. i seen bastard a we had that and it's whole the guy, coffee talk on, right at the start hold on, hold where on. you could have mentioned anything to do with tiktok Listen, and now that i've hit the music when, and we're jumping in no, you're like oh now's a good time to music. bring this up it's the guy that spits the ping pong balls out oh. and he makes the star wars you know theme out of the sound that he spits the ping pong ball out. it's very cool oh. But it's just when you played that music, it made me think of it. Ping pong. Anyway, let's get into the bracket. Well, no, now we have to know what it sounds like. Oh, Ping pong, Star Wars, TikTok. I think it's the ping pong ball. Yeah, I think it's that. Okay. Oh, it's maybe pots. Pots? This is... What is he? Yeah, I'm not finding it. You can Google it yourself. We'll we'll, we'll put it on the story later on. (laughs) Which you can follow us at... Pineapple Theory underscore podcast. Woo. Got it in. There we go. Okay. Round one, John. Here we go. Are you ready for the first one? Here we go. So, once again, this is not Battle for Death. This is just our favorite character. And it can be your favorite character for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And if you remember from the first time, I have a coin here. And if we really, really can't decide, we will flip a coin over it. Okay? Yep. So, round one. We have Mace Windu against... Chancellor Palpatine. Oh man! Right. So this, uh, see, Chancellor Palpatine. So this is when he's so-called good, right? Yeah, this is like because um... I just always found him creepy, and I knew he wasn't up to you know any good. But for me, Mace Windu loved him. See, I think Absolutely. I think it's difficult for Chancellor Palpatine for us to judge because I generally like can't remember my. I've I've watched Star Wars like my whole life, so I don't know at what point it clicked for me that Chancellor Palpatine ends up becoming the Emperor. Uh-huh. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers by the way for all the movies. I mean, come on, um, yeah, come on. If you've not like, seen it already, I just I so I don't really know, and yeah, like I I know that. If you were if you grew up with the original Star Wars and then you went to the cinema to watch the Phantom Menace, I think that there's enough evidence in the Phantom Menace that points towards Chancellor Palpatine becoming the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when like at the end, like in Phantom Menace is like the funeral shot of Qui Gon Jinn's funeral, 
And then Mace Windu's talking, and he's like, yeah, but which was destroyed, the Master or the Apprentice? And then it pans up to, like, Chancellor Palpatine's, like, half face, and it's half hooded, and it looks exactly like the Emperor, and he's just kind of, like, smiling. And it's like, okay, Uh there's enough nods in it where you could put it together. Um, Yeah, they point towards it. But yeah, this is across all three films. So this is technically, like, Chancellor Palpatine all the way when you wouldn't suspect it, all the way to him becoming the Emperor. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So you're saying you really love Mace Windu. Do you have any reasons I'll, why? I don't know. The way... The the purple lightsaber for stars. Oh. Sorry. McKinley just reminded me I didn't... Go do it. That's funny. Ooh, I've I've only rough. done this once. McKinley does this all the time. Well, not all the time. She's done it like three times. But yeah, we have like a, a poop bag roll thing. Mm-hmm. You know, most people have them. Yeah, and I uh, forgot to replace it, so Mick's gonna have to walk all the way down four flights of stairs to go pick up a poop again because I oh, forgot that's to rough. refill the bag. Oops. Four flights of stairs—that's nothing to us boys in Cunningham, you know. It's it's probably we the same. I think it might. Oh, fine. Mm, no, it's probably like one less. Because like it's like it's not like you know it's like it's like one counts as one up over up round uh, one floor. You know, like it's four floors yeah. to come up. But oh, so. Cunningham would have been smaller then. No, I think because the, the the Cunningham um, building, like to get up to the top, it's probably it's probably like the first, you know, the half and half where it's half Hague, half Cunningham. It's probably about there. Yeah. It's probably where we live. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's completely irrelevant to most people. Anyway, yeah. So Mace Windu. I don't know. I just I loved his the purple lightsaber. Mm-hmm. That was that was. I Do you know that. the origin the of his purple lightsaber? No, I'm trying to remember. Okay, because I, yes. I already knew this, but I can pull from my lightsaber book here. Because as I explained an episode ago or a few episodes ago, I have this book full of lightsabers. And Samuel, so Samuel L. Jackson was the actor who plays Mace Windu. And I already knew this, but I will read from you so that you can see. So here we go. Uh-huh. Mace Windu is the first movie character to carry a lightsaber that isn't blue, green, or red. The sight of purple energy blade on the battlefield means the Jedi Order's greatest swordsman has arrived. Master Windu uses his weapon in a deadly confrontation from the Battle of Geonosis through the end of the Clone Wars. The hilt of Mace Windu's lightsaber is polished electrum and glitters with golden highlights indicating its, its owner's status as a senior member of the Jedi Council. Now this is where it gets interesting. Before filming the cinematic... Battle of Geonosis in Attack of the Clones, Mace Windu actor Samuel L. Jackson made a specific request of George Lucas. We had this big, um, this is a quote, we had this big area fight scene with all these Jedi and I was like, I won't be able to find myself in this scene, said Jackson. I said to George, you think I can get a purple lightsaber? I'm like the second baddest Jedi in the universe. When I came back to do reshoots, George said, let me show you something. He had made the purple lightsaber. I could find myself in the middle of that big battle scene and there were like 300 lightsabers in there. That's yeah. cool. So it's literally just Samuel cool. L. Jackson being a badass motherfucker and going like, hey, give Insane. me a purple lightsaber so I can see myself on screen. Yeah, that is, that's quite cool, actually. Um, it is very cool. I, yeah, I just, I think he's the... If this was a fight to the death, I mean, obviously it would be Council of Palpatine because... Yeah, well, well, would it though? Because I mean... Anakin kind of steps in. Do you think Mace Windu would have got him without? Mm. It's difficult to say. I, I suppose he had a handicap. I'm a hundred percent behind Mace Windu. Like I, yeah, I, it's, I, it's we, Mace Windu we've dragged sure. this out, but a, yeah. Mace Windu, as far as like cooler characters, I love Mace Windu. 
Um, I know that this isn't the extended universe, but Mace Windu in the Clone Wars and also in comic books has so much to do. Um, and it's really kind of badass, like how he, mm-hmm. yeah, like some of the missions and whatnot. Just because like he's kind of like, okay, so the Jedi think one certain way. And if Yoda is very much like pro-life and pro-force and pro-positive attitude, mm-hmm. Mace Windu's kind of like the yin to his yang. As in, like, he's yeah. not dark side, but he does, he's, like, very much a realist, and he's, like... He understands Yeah, and he's it. very tactical, he very much suits, sort of, war. You can't imagine him in a time of peace. Um, no. And, yeah, I really like his character. He just kind of gets stuff done. And he takes yeah. no shit. All right, next one. We have General Grievous, so the four-armed robot lightsabing Count Dooku sort of Love dude. Him. Against Newt Gunray. Newt Gunray, if you don't know, is if you remember the Phantom Menace, the first one. As I, I know you know, John. I'm just explaining to the audience. Um, mm, yeah. Newt Gunray is the one of the politicians of the Trade Federation. So kind of green, squiddy-looking face guy, um, tall hats. Um, I'll see if I can pull You'd up. You'd recognize him if you've seen him. Yeah. Um, For me, this is another easy one. The man wields four lightsabers. You go in General Grievous. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he he has four lightsabers. As far as cooler characters, he yeah definitely is beating this guy. I don't think Ger- General Grievous yeah. has never been one of my favorites. Um, but he's just, he's just cool. Yeah, he's he is cool just for the sake of he has four lightsabers. I guess. Yeah. I love the in the Lego um, Star Wars game on the PlayStation Two. I think it was. Right. I loved the fight scene with General Grievous. Oh yeah, that was always fun because hmm. it was hard because he had like four lightsabers. Yeah. You had to use the force to like pull off each lightsaber. Ah, I see. That makes sense. Yeah, the part where uh, he just like is fighting Obi Wan and he sets his front two to just keep spinning, 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 spinning as yeah. he like slowly it's walks incredible. towards you. I remember watching that and being like, "Wow, that's actually a really cool like concept." <laughs> um, the fight scenes in the prequels are unmatched. Yeah, well, I think that that's sort of the main feedback that George Lucas and and the Star Wars team were going for compared to the originals. Was everyone loved? It's also like the technology and the. Uh, like filming and special effects obviously came such a long way yeah. it gets ridiculed because like George Lucas obviously overly did the special effects when they weren't needed to be for most well all of the original Some trilogy uh, sorry uh, prequels not the original trilogy was obviously like real things puppets like all this stuff whereas for yeah, all... for the prequels he went pretty much all computer CGI um, but mm. yeah actors and coordinators and stunt coordinators had come such a long way that they could actually do proper like lightsaber fights now and they were getting like training and real professionals coming in and i'm sure that when we talk about darth maul i will bring up ray park and all of that goodness anyway on to the next one so grievous goes through uh newt gunray yeah, yeah it's just a bit of a boring politician and you know as far as a character entertainment wise goes it's meh it's whatever Looks cool, though. Yeah, he does look cool. Um, I was trying to think of, like... Like... Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of quotes for people to, like, pull up, and I'm drawing a complete blank. The only one I've got is, This one's a decoy! Which is, like, when he <laughs> yeah. realizes that Padme and... Uh, he's like... Anyway. Okay, next round. We have Obi-Wan Kenobi. And to preface, this is, again... Obviously, we're doing the prequels. I know that we had old Ben this Kenobi. Which was, you know, in the original trilogy, but we class Obi Wan Kenobi as a, as a different character because he is different, different in this thing. series. Yeah. Um. Uh, but we are not including R two D two or C three PO as we sort of judge them the same across the board, pretty much. Even though R mm. two arguably has a lot more to do in the 
this series, but it, it's whatever. So Obi-Wan Kenobi against Jar Jar Binks. Ooh. Now, the question is, and the most important question is, do you like Jar Jar Binks, yes or no? Because I feel like he's like yes. Marmite. I, I like Jar Jar. You're saying yes? I, I like Jar Jar. Yeah. I have absolutely no issues with Jar Jar Binks. Do people not like Jar Jar Binks? People hate Jar Jar Binks. Like, Jar Jar Binks is, really? yeah, like the most hated character, I think, in all of Star Wars. Why? Um, <laughs> That's a funny question. Uh, if McKinley was in here, she could give you a huge spiel about why she hates Jar Jar Binks, because she can't stand him. In fact, let's do that. That could be kind of funny. That could be funny. McKinley, we let's need get you. a second... Very quickly. Here. So, John can't understand how anybody could not like Jar Jar Binks. And I said about how Jar Jar Binks is one of the most hated characters in all of Star Wars. So, you need to come in front of this microphone and explain to John why you don't like Jar Jar Binks. I mean, plain and simple, he's annoying as hell. Like, the sound of his he's voice no- makes me cringe. But it's Misa. Misa Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, even that made me want to throw up. Like, he's the worst. What does he even do? I don't know. He just fucks around the whole time and causes problems for people. And he's so dumb. Yeah, but if you didn't have problems, you didn't have a movie. I mean, arguably, that wouldn't be a crime. (laughs) Uh, I'm waiting for Reese to, like, break down. I can't hear what's going on. Like, you've got the headphones on now. Yeah, but I just said that the whole movie, like, is eh. Oh, you... <laughs> You're Mick's gone. The whole movie's eh. Thanks for your input. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks is hated because Darth of... Darth the only cool part. Uh, Jar Jar Binks is hated because of all his stupidity and the fact that he's literally just he's there for, like, kids to laugh. Yeah, character. Yeah, he's, like, not taken seriously at all. No. Um yeah, but I think you, you always need that in a but I think, sci-fi See, I film. think this is like, uh, bring it back to How I Met Your Mother. I think this is like Barney's theory on the Ewoks, right? I think you have to be a certain age to certain when you age, see, saw yeah. the movie. I think if you were like, let's say like 14 and younger, when you first watched The Phantom Menace, you would like Jar Jar Binks. But if you were older than mm-hmm. that, you would probably hate him. Because he is. He's just in there for the laughs and he's in there for the kids. Like in the documentary series, you can literally, like George Lucas explains that Jar Jar Binks' character is literally just a sort of comic relief for kids to like lighten up a bit and break up all the yeah. like politics. But it is it does get yeah. kind of annoying just because of how like lucky he is. Like he'll be like, whoa, 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 and he'll trip and fall and, and like kill survive. like five droids around him and he won't die. Yeah. But there is a very <laughs> I think that's the funny part. There is a very interesting conspiracy theory about like the, the, that yeah, he's the uh, uh, dark side Sith like overseer or whatever um which is very interesting so if you if you're looking for something to do on a weekend or on a boring covid day youtube jar jar binks sith lord and watch that conspiracy theory because that is very entertaining Mm, um i've seen that one but i'm gonna put as much as i do enjoy jar jar binks he also starts to bother me more and more and i love obi-wan kenobi so for me oh i mean there's there's no chance in hell that he's gonna be going through uh over obi-wan i think that all characters... Ewan McGregor? Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Ewan, yeah. I think that all characters who aren't Jedi or Sith have a real problem when it comes to you and me picking who's going to go through. Because we're kind of yeah. lightsaber biased. If you don't have we a lightsaber, you're pretty boring. Yeah. Um, is how it's going so far. I don't I don't believe apart that. From, but... Apart from Chewie. 
Oh, fucking Chewie. Chewie made it the whole way. He was in top four. Spoilers for the other one. Yeah. Anyway, okay, next one. We have two characters with no lightsabers. So this should be interesting. Okay. And also, it's a perfect pairing. So we have Child Anakin Skywalker. Now, Child Anakin Skywalker is just in The Phantom Menace. And mm-hmm. then the other two movies are Anakin. But we deem them different enough characters where we'll include both of them. Also, we couldn't find, think of a 16th decent enough. So Child Anakin made it in. And he is against his slave master, Watto. So Watto is in, again, Phantom Menace. He's also in the Attack of the Clones um, when Anakin comes back to free his mum. But Watto is the store owner, the little flying, like, elephant seal nose sort of dude who also bets on the pod race. I'm betting everything on Zabulba! That guy. That's not my best impression, but... Because he, he bets against uh, Anakin, right? Yeah, he bets. He well, he kind of bets Anakin's. for him, but may, bets, yeah. Like, he, yeah, he does bet against him. You're right. I don't know why I said that. Mm. He bets against um, him, but also he knows that he has the insurance that if he wins, he still wins, like, the, all the money from the from the earnings. So he kind of wins either way. Yeah, because he's his slave, so he can just take all the money off him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like the kind of the good that you see in Anakin at the start yeah. you know like how because you like you want him to do well in the pod race he's just a, he's an innocent boy um, and I think that's what Qui-Gon sees in him yeah. uh, I, so this is like you're getting a pure you're getting the pure good side of Anakin in this film yeah also it's like so at this point all you've ever heard of Anakin Skywalker again if you watch the original series and you're waiting on watching like Phantom Menace is you hear about him being like the best star fighter in all the galaxy and uh, mm-hmm. cunning warrior and all this sort of stuff right and so you're introduced to Anakin Skywalker as like a child like he's uh-huh. 9 or 10 years old i think he's supposed to be um and you already see his like jedi like reflexes his, his like yeah his intuition you find out that he was born of the force pretty much like he there was no father mm-hmm. to him like all this different kind of stuff you see him as a wicked mechanic like you know obviously working in Watto's shop um but yeah for me my favorite scenes of child anakin is definitely the pod racing scene yeah and for sure. he, he he like it's not really that he could do any wrong in that. Like, he's just racing a pod race, and it's all about the sound effects and the music and what happens. But it is an amazing yeah. scene. And then I also love when he's with R2-D2, and he's in the star, um, the Naboo fighter, in the sort of final battle at the end of that movie when he's in space. And he's like, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. And it's like, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's lighthearted. But also, like, you would that's exactly what you would do as a kid, I think. If Especially if you know oh, yeah, how yeah. to, like, pilot roughly, th- you know, and pod race and whatnot. I, I would totally be like, okay, I'll try spinning, I guess. Like, Let's just spin. Yeah, th- that'll be harder to hit me if I spin. So I, I do really like the character. Um, but I also really do like Watto. Um, he, like... Yes, he's a slave owner, but also he, even when you see him again in Attack of the Clones, he's still like, you kind of know that he treats them decent. Like, he's not like, he's not like yeah. whipping them and he's not really bad towards them. So, and he's just a very yeah. interesting, like, alien character that has a lot of lines, a lot of dialogue, and everything that he does is, is clearly like self motivated, but he's a really good, gritty character for what could be seen as just a throwaway, like, nothing really to him. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a good background character. Yeah, so this is this is kind of difficult because I do like Watto a lot. Um, 
for me it'd be it'd be young Anakin. Young Anakin. I think I even the mm. the the pod race and the 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 game as well. That's what that's one of the best bits the as well. The pod race in the game. Have you played that recently? Yeah. Because it's like no. You can get it on PlayStation. I bought it the other day on PlayStation Four for like two dollars. The Lego game? Oh no, not the Lego. Just just pod racing. Like it used to be a Nintendo sixty four oh. game where you would pod race. It's like Mario Kart but for Star Wars. Oh, I didn't oh, know you just talking about like Lego Star Wars? I'm on about no. the Lego game, yeah. No, yeah. no, I was talking about the actual pod racing game. Um, okay, I will put Child Anakin through, but I have to say, Watto is a great character, and this is very close. But I do enjoy the pod racing scenes and the star fight scene at the end way more. So the character arguably gets to do cool yeah, things. He's, so it's kind of hard because he's got he's got a bigger kind of role in the film. Yeah. All right, but Watto, you know. Still great character. Okay, next we have grown-up Anakin Skywalker. So as a Jedi Padawan turning into Jedi Knight. And then I guess into Darth Vader territory-ish. Um, uh-huh. Against Qui-Gon Jinn. And this is Ooh. so damn interesting. Because Qui-Gon Jinn, obviously, like you only see him in one movie. But he's supposed to be yeah. the Jedi who trains Anakin Skywalker. And then he doesn't. And then it falls on Obi. Have I ever explained um, to you the Duel of Fates? Okay, no. so I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. But it's well worth it to all Star Wars fans. To clarify, this is not in any way my theory. I watched a interview with dave filoni who is the creator of the clone wars and he works on the mandalorian tv show he's like dave filoni is like the king of all star wars aside from george lucas he like knows everything he came up with ahsoka tano the character like all sorts like he's like he's like a god and he explains the importance of the duel of fates so in the phantom menace there is a song called the jewel of fates and it's the one that goes it plays it plays when anakin and sorry when obi-wan qui-gon jinn and darth maul at the end are having a fight that whole scene that whole chapter that whole song is called the jewel of the fates or jewel of fates and the reason is is because qui-gon jinn is supposed to train anakin skywalker right if Qui-Gon uh-huh. Jinn doesn't die to Darth Maul and goes ahead and trains Anakin Skywalker, Anakin would l- very, very likely never become Darth Vader because Qui-Gon uh-huh. Jinn immediately becomes an important father figure to him. He doesn't have uh-huh. a dad, and when he's taken away from his mom, his whole issue is that his, he loves his mom so much it really hurts for him to be away, but it's okay because he's got Qui-Gon Jinn, his new sort of father figure, right? Yeah. So... Darth Maul killing and striking down Qui-Gon Jinn leads to the the, the duel of the fate, the, the fight between Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul is called that because it is whoever wins decides Anakin Skywalker's fate. fate. So Qui-Gon Jinn dying, Anakin therefore doesn't have a father role, he's then passed on to Obi-Wan, who is numerous times quoted as a brother to him, but never that father yeah. figure, never that parental role. So he yearns for a parental figure and doesn't get it, and that's where the dark side and all that sort of begins to like seep into him, and and really sort of leads him down a dark path. Well, now I'm trying to. Admit, I've not seen the prequels now, a couple yeah. of years, but the way I remember it is Pal Palpatine. Not he's kind of like a a father father figure. Yeah, I guess. In in the late like later on towards him, 
you know, making the transition to the yeah, dark side. Yeah, it definitely is sort of um, like he sort of puts himself as... Uh, Anakin describes him as a mentor, but definitely yeah. you could make the argument that he feels if, that that if, is his father figure, this wise yeah, older person. If Qui-Gon was there, mm-hmm. if Qui-Gon was there, he would never have turned to no. Palpatine. Then Palpatine would never have had the foot yeah. in the door to, you know, make the switch. Um, and also Qui-Gon Jinn, like, is only in for one movie, but he has he does have a lot of like extra stuff that goes on in the background in the extended universe. But he mm-hmm. just well, he, he might be yeah, he's a very in interesting Jedi because he's not really he doesn't follow all of the rules. He disagrees with the council a lot and he sort of like mm-hmm. Is he's very much against also all this fighting and all this spying and all this sort of stuff. He's very much thinks that there's, there's a really interesting comic book where he has a discussion with Yoda where he's talking about how like people describe them as Jedi Knights, the warriors. Jedi's are the ultimate warriors, and he says that the Jedi should never ever ever be described as a warrior because we're, we're supposed to be the protectors of peace. We're not supposed to be like you know sergeants, war, generals. We're not supposed to be like fighting, and that's what they all become. Mm-hmm. Like General Skywalker is literally like what all the clones call him because that's his role. Like, you know. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a very out there character, and there's a whole like, what if he didn't die? Then so much wouldn't happen. Like, so he's a very pivotal mm-hmm. sort of him him dying and falling to Darth Maul is like a huge yeah. It's the jewel of the fates. Like it it completely changes the rest of history. Um, for me, out of these two characters. I'm voting Qui-Gon Jinn because he brings so much more life and energy and, and like good things, I think, to the character than what I think Anakin Skywalker does. Anakin like kind of annoys me uh, throughout the prequels because he does have... I, I don't mind him when he's doing things, but in general, he's a bit of a moody sort of like, like monotone lovey like the love stuff as well i don't believe and it's just uh just he he bugs me <laughs> so i you're gonna have to you're gonna have to flip a coin with on this one Qui-Gon i love Jin. his story arc i love i love uh anakin's story arc from you know the, the very first one when you see him as a kid all the way through to the, the third where like he makes the transition mm. um i just love that story arc i think it's one of the better yeah, ones yeah and to to clarify, I'm I'm not talking about the actual actor. Like I love Hayden Christensen. I think that he did a great job as mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. I have no issues with him. I'm just saying that the character, and obviously it makes sense. Like he's going through all these emotions and is told to suppress his emotions, so it makes sense that he's being portrayed and like he bursts out in emotion, but the rest of the time it's very much like a dull, monotone sort of thing. And that's what he's yeah. supposed to be doing. So I'm not saying the acting is bad by any means. I'm just saying that the character itself, if we're, we're doing best character. Qui-Gon Jinn, without a doubt, is like my favorite. Um, but also, he is—he's my favorite Jedi, no matter what. So, like, I—I I, I do. I, I'm, I'm biased. I do love Qui-Gon, but are we flipping a coin? I—we're we're gonna have to flip a coin with this one. I'm gonna have to find my coin because I said I had one, and now, now I don't know. Oh no! Sorry, I've actually got a coin. Coin. Okay, so we can have. Okay, here we go. The Queen can be Anakin because he's a drama queen. Mm-hmm. And the yep. <laughs> the the deer, uh, elk, moose, whatever you want to call it, can be stag thing. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. Let's call it a stag. Um, can be Qui Gon Jinn. Okay, so I'm gonna flip, catch, okay. and then flip one more time in my hand. Flip, catch, flip. It's the queen. Anakin Skywalker goes through. Wow. Woo! I'm very 
very sad by that. We win a coin toss. Won us. Finally. We win a coin toss. I think I lost two in the last one. Did you? I think so. All right, Anakin goes through. Qui-Gon, just like his story arc, only gets one one round, one movie. He only gets one round. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fitting. That's kind we of We have, next one, we have Padme Amidala against Count Dooku. Ooh. Yeah, very cool. Um, so Padme. I love Natalie Portman. See, I knew you were going to but, say. I was hoping. I was hoping to God. <laughs> no, I love her as an actor. Okay. I love her okay. as an actor. Her and V for Vendetta is oh. one of one of the. Oh, I love film, V for by the way. Vendetta. I watched. I I showed Absolutely. McKinley that. I think we already said this on the podcast, but I showed McKinley that like last Halloween and rewatched. Now uh-huh. I was like, I could watch this movie like once a week. I love over it. and I love over it so and much. over again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. Ooh. Count Dooku, man. He's, what do you like? He's okay, a, he's a, he's a. What villain. do you like about Count he's Dooku? A... Go through those, and then I'll talk about what I like about Padme, and then what I like about Count Dooku. I like the fact that when you see him, you know he's a bad yep. guy. He's got that, you know, visual. I don't know. The okay, word so for, I'm, but... I'm blanking a little bit. I'm fairly certain the actor's name is Chris. Well, he's he's passed away now. Sir Christopher Lee, I think, is his name. Has he? Yeah, he has passed away. This guy, by the way, had the most interesting life in the world. Christopher. I'm sure it's Christopher Lee. Hang on. He was Yoda's padawan, right? Yeah. So in in the realm of things, Yoda taught. Uh, Count or well, Count Dooku, and then Count mm-hmm. Dooku taught Qui Gon. Qui Gon taught Obi Wan. Obi Wan taught Anakin. Obi Wan. Okay, yeah. yeah. So his name was Sir Christopher Lee, um, and from the limited things that I know about him, he was an SAS Special Forces soldier turned actor. He was like the original Dracula, I think, and then he is Saruman in Lord of the Rings. He's um. Fuck, so he yeah. is. And then, like, Count Dooku. That's just clip. I mean, he has the most Jesus. iconic, well, one of the most iconic voices of all time. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he also, I'm fairly certain he spoke, like, a bunch of different languages. This this guy, like, literally, like, I can't. Just a we really need, we need a movie interesting on him. dude. It's, like, incredible. And, like, he's often, like, seen or partnered with uh, Sir Ian McKellen, who plays uh, Magneto and Gandalf. And, Gandalf. You know, the two of them, sort of. Anyway, yes, so Christopher Lee brings a suave, um, sorry, I hit a button again on the soundboard. He brings like a suave, uh, what's the word? Like not, 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 uh, not rich, but like elegance and sort of royalty to Mm -hmm. the role. Like, you know, he is literally like Count Dooku and he is like. Uh, Count Dooku, by the way, I think could be a play on the fact that he is Count Dracula, like he's the original he Dracula, Dracula, but I don't yeah. know. But he does. He To the role, to the voice, he brings this elegance of high authority and like uh, poise and, and all this stuff. And he's a bad guy, but also like, you know, his cape and the way that he looks and his lightsaber is bent and, and all that is very interesting. Uh-huh. In fact, well, he's... Cause you- Darth Maul doesn't speak, right? Darth Maul does speak. He's got a few lines, but not not very many. Just a very limited amount, yeah. Because Dooku's the the first, you know, Sith Lord that we really meet that you know has a lot of lines. Yeah, I'm 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 currently um, going through my lightsaber book to find 
what it says about Dooku because I would love his to is the curved one. Yeah, right? so he's got he's the first cu- one with yeah. a curved lightsaber. Okay, so here we go. I will quickly read this because I do think it's it's worth going through. So before Count Dooku abandoned, oh yeah, this is the other thing. So he's like the fallen Jedi because he was obviously a Jedi and then becomes Sith. Yeah, he was all the rest of it. Yeah. Um. So before Count Dooku abandons the Jedi Order, he is a member of the aristoc- aristocracy. Sorry, ar- aristocracy. Whatever. How do you pronounce that? On the planet Sereno. Not only does this explain why Dooku assumes the title of Count after becoming the leader of the Separatists, but it also provides an important justification for his choice of lightsaber. The bent hilt of Dooku's uh, saber requires its wielder to hold it in a specific grip akin to leveling a dueling pistol. The design is precisely balanced for the formal lunges and repertoires of traditional lightsaber duels, not the relentless hacking and slashing of unsophistication. Um, So... Yeah, the veteran actor Christopher Lee plays Dooku with fight director Kai Rowling subbing for Lee in combat scenes. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, the whole point is that his lightsaber, everything about him is of this like elegant sort of traditional, uh-huh. think like fencing. Like the way that Count Dooku fights is supposed to be like it's very technical and to the point. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like old like sword movies, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't just go in, you know, like, wow, 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 yeah. wow. So he sort of, like, is interesting for all of that. I think that the issue the issue I have with Count Dooku in the movies is that he doesn't get enough time still to do too much. Like, you see him talking politically a couple of times, and you see him in some good duels. You see him in an amazing duel against Yoda. Yoda, but yeah, that's incredible. His sort of downfall, like, even in the Revenge of the Sith, so Revenge of the Sith starts opening, and he has one sort of little fight, and then, like, immediately, like, off he goes. That's it. Like, you know, off, off mm-hmm. do it. I think, I thought, like, he could have been, like, I prefer him as a villain to Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, I mean... I feel like he could have been, like, the... I think he could have, for sure. But the, that's the whole point, though, is that, like, Palpatine... That's what makes it good is that like he's got Palpatine's Dooku got the brains is, to yeah, go Dooku unnoticed. is like this like villain and you clearly know he's a villain and he's scheming and he's smart and he's got all these things but still he is betrayed right at the end by like because he definitely didn't know that he was going to tell him to kill him you can see it in his face he gets shocked by it and then he dies and it's like what this wasn't the plan yeah. like he was supposed to rule with uh, Sidious as, as far as Dooku knew or even probably overthrow him would be his plan um, so he mm. does get sort of thrown, yeah, the the shitty end of the stick. Um, but I know that I love Count Dooku the character mainly because of the Clone Wars TV series and because of the other books and the other comic books and stuff. Like he just he really comes alive in all the extra things. Um, Padme, on the flip of this, who he's up against, I love the whole way through this because she like. She does a great job of clearly showing where Leia comes from. So Leia is obviously mm-hmm. like her daughter, and I've daughter. I've spoken before about how much I love like Leia and sort of the character and everything that the character brings, I think, for, for female like women like watching this like series. Um and Padme does like a very similar job. Like she is just badass from the get go. Like she oh, unfortunately for sure. towards the tail end especially in towards Avengers, of the Sith, she's pretty much just just the love interest at that but in the first movie and in the second movie she gets things to do and then in the third one they do sort of like just make her character die off but also count dooku's character dies off so it's really just between the first two movies 
And I would have to go with Padme for this. I think that she has more... Yeah, her character has more interesting things going on. Like, yes, Dooku gets, like, a couple cool, like, lightsaber fights. But that's not... Without Padme, you've not got the rest yeah, of the Yeah, Padme, job. like, has, like, her own scenes and her own moments that, like, just, like, really, like, kind of carry everything through. And I think she does, like, the character does mm-hmm. such a great job of, like, clearly showing, like, yeah, where Leia comes from and where she gets her fighting spirit. So I'm going to vote for Padme. What's your sort of opinion? I'm with you on that You're voting Padme? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I, I ain't letting Natalie put me I down. F- Imagine she's listening to <laughs> I it. Fully, I betrayed her like I that. I fully believe that Count Dooku will likely make top four in the extended universe because of like the Clone Wars TV series and Clone Wars, how well yeah. that does. Um, but yeah, I, I'm more than happy to put Padme through. Hang on, I just heard a big rumble. What, what was You're that? Right. Here's Coda. Coda's running around like crazy. Anyway, next one. <laughs> we have Darth Maul versus Sebulba. And Sebulba. John, All you the can way. explain to the audience who Sebulba is if they don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to search. I actually forgot which... Okay, Sebulba. <laughs> Sebulba is... The pod racing guy. Yeah, he's the yeah. he's the one that's up against Anakin in the, the first yeah. movie. Um, he doesn't. He's got, he doesn't he looks speak like a, in English. He looks like a dime to He nine. looks like a dragony type thing. Yeah, like he's got like the the dangly little tentacle yeah, thing. And he walks around on his like kind of f- back legs and front legs. Sort of does like a, a almost like a orangutan sort of like hop and skip sort of walk thing. He doesn't speak a word of English. Yeah. and he's in the orange pod racer. That's the main competition against Anakin. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's got to be Sebulba, no. right? I think you you you're on me you're with no, me on that. I would not. One. I, know, I know you're with. Me. I like. <laughs> yeah, there's not too much that we need to speak about here. It's dark. Yeah, Maul, we can just put sure. dark mall through, and we can swiftly move on. Okay, next one, Django Fett. So this is the obviously dad. Papa Papa Fett. Yeah, the original donor right to all of the clones, and the dad um, of Boba Fett, who most people know, against Yoda. Now, oh, this pff. is Yoda. We had Yoda, obviously, in the uh, original one, and I believe he went quite far. I'll need to just check my notebook here as to how far he did go. Ooh, um, yeah. Because I feel like he actually, spoilers, made it like a long way. Uh, did he make top four, though? I think we might have put him out because we preferred Yoda in the trilogy. Do you think? Yeah. I feel like he made it to the final, but... Yeah, he made it to the final. He came second he lost to vader it was uh, vader and yoda so uh, now here's the thing what does what do we get yoda from in the pre- prequels from yoda in the prequels we get him actually wielding a lightsaber and him actually doing uh-huh. active things whereas in the originals we just literally see him sort of use the force a couple of times and then it's all about dialogue and it's all about his wisdom and his teachings towards Anna, uh, towards uh, Luke. Luke. In this one, in the prequels, we still get a little bit of his wisdom, a little bit of his teachings, but it's mainly about his controlling of the, well, his like leadership in the Jedi temple and sort of council. Um, but then, you know, it, it's all about his sort of like lightsaber fight against like Dooku and then against Sidious um, and I remember 
the first time watching Yoda against fight Count Dooku. And he's jumping around and he's making his noises. And he's like, yeah! And he's like... And I remember as a kid, like, being amazed. I thought it was hilarious as well. I thought it was so funny that he just drops his, like, little walking stick. He pulls out his lightsaber and then just literally is like a ninja. Just jumping all over the place and screaming. Um, So... Django Fett versus Obi-Wan, that's probably the best scene. Then Django Fett, I think, gets like he does get murdered by Mace Windu um pretty quickly. So Is it Mace Windu that yeah, kills Mace him? Mace Windu yeah. cuts off his head and then Boba Fett sees that. Oh. Like what yeah, 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 so he does. At the Battle of Geonosis in the second one. So uh-huh. I'm gonna put my vote as Yoda. Um, but I really, I do like Django Fett as a character. I just feel like, yeah, he's just sort of same as Boba Fett in the original, just sort of gets outdone a little too easily. Yeah, would have liked more. Cut, killed off quicker than probably. Should well, have it makes more sense because at least like they sort of take his jetpack, like he loses his jetpack, and then it's just a, him as a gunslinger versus Mace yeah. Windu as a Jedi Knight, and it kind of does end the way yeah. I guess it should. But I think they could have. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, he does have. Uh, he has really cool like star fighting scenes, though. See that? So I love, I love Yoda, but I feel like it would be unfair to have two Yodas. Even even though he's not, this would only be him in the top eight. Mm-hmm. So you still got another round to go. But from the games, growing up playing the Lego games, I know this probably classes as uh, like the rest of the. Uh, the the outside universe one that we'll be doing in a yeah. few weeks, but I just love Boba and Django. I just love I love them. Well, yeah, I I know that I I much prefer Boba Fett, and like Boba Fett is gonna be in the the extended universe because of the Mandalorian and whatnot. So we can we yeah. he's still gonna have. Let's a go right. Yeah, let's yeah, go Yoda. We, 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 we can't prefer really. Yoda, so we gotta be honest to yeah. like our our opinions on this. But I know who he's up against in the next round, and he's not winning, so it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, okay, oh, we're on it? to round yeah, two I I now. That be. took us a while. I think I, I, think I might know who it be. It is round two, Mace Windu versus General Grievous. Ooh. No. I, I want to say Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love Sam L. Sam uh, L. The purple lightsaber. Uh-huh. Sam L, yeah. We're best buds. Um, but... Uh, Grievous is so f- fucking cool to watch. Grievous is is cool to watch. I think that I think I'm leaning towards Samuel, uh, like Mace Windu, though, just because. Oh, am I though? Because maybe Grievous, Grievous does make for like some entertaining sort of stuff. Like yeah, visually he is really really yeah. But if we're just cool enough, to watch. okay, if we're going off of if we're going off of characters, I I do prefer Mace Windu because the, the dialogue and yeah. how he talks and also his fight scenes are still epic, still really good. But I do like that he sort of does the yin to the yang with the Yoda, um, in the prequels, and I like that he's yeah, he sort of it, it, you can see how if he's like second in command, basically, you can totally see how they end up the Jedi Council and whatnot end up going into sort of more of a military operation and, and all that. Yeah, because he's Grievous kinda... at the end of the day. Like, yes, the lightsaber part of him is cool, but I think if you would, I think if you were to think take of, away the lightsabers and what have you got? Well, You've got a drone. Yeah, you can't take him. Like, yeah, like it's mm, yeah, maybe just all of his conversation is he's just sort of a little bit of a yeah. Never, never too, too much of a threat, and he runs away. So I, I'm gonna. I, my yeah. vote's Mace Windu. I, 
I'm with Mace okay. Windu as well, yeah. I just, I hate to see General Grievous go. Well, I mean, he lost to a good guy, so. I like a good character. He did, he did. Okay, so Mace Windu is our first into the top four. Interesting. Nice. Okay, next we have Obi-Wan Kenobi against Child Anakin. And for me, it's an easy one. Oh, Obi-Wan. I feel like it has to be Obi-Wan. I mean, he gets Obi-Wan. more movies, and it's yeah. just, yeah, even in that first one, I think I would still pick Obi-Wan. Mm. Yeah, I would still probably pick Obi-Wan. I'd still pick Obi-Wan. I just love, I love you McGregor. McGregor's Obi-Wan. I think that it's the best version of Obi-Wan that we get. As much as that's going to offend some people, I know Sir Alec McGuinness is amazing. He is amazing, and he brings such the you know poison character to... The performance that if he hadn't done that, then Ewan McGregor probably wouldn't be able to do it as good of a role. But I, I mm. think Ewan McGregor just is Obi Wan to me. Like he just absolutely is. He is the, the he Obi-Wan. is the Obi Wan. <laughs> okay, next we have a very interesting battle: Anakin Skywalker against Padme Amidala. We have a Ooh. lovers' quarrel here, people. It's the lovers' quarrel. We have Padme Ooh. versus Anakin. <sighs> What's your what's this your initial thoughts? For, what, what? Initial thoughts, Padme. Okay. Do you want to explain why? Just is it the Natalie Portman? Still, Natalie Portman, yeah, but it's just the uh, I don't know. Oh, this is a tough one. Is this like choosing who do you prefer, your mum or your dad? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if literally, Luke, yeah. If Luke had to pick, if Luke was Leia on the podcast pick, and he had to answer would. this question, he'd be fucked. Um, Even though his dad chopped his hand do off. Which I prefer? Mm. This is really difficult. I think I right, I prefer Natalie Port. I prefer Padme because without Padme's strong performance, Anakin then wouldn't like that. Wouldn't have been as yeah. good as. So like, as I was saying, I, I loved his arc. You know how my, it's difficult because my favorite. My favorite Padme movie is The Phantom Menace. I feel like she does a lot in that first role. As again, like Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith, she does sort of get just pushed into just being the the love interest. So I feel like that's unfortunate. Um, well, she's the piece of the puzzle that, you know, that's what Palpatine's holding on to, to take Anakin to the dark side. Yeah. So like without her, she's just she's such a smart without, character. Without, like she thinks of so much, yeah. and like I know that she gets forced into some like deception and falls for things as far as the sort of Republic goes and sort of Palpatine. But she just like she is so strong, like she's such a strong character, and she just knows who she is and what she's gonna do and how she can help her people and and what she wants. I I have to go Padme. I really do. I'm going Padme here. Like Anakin Skywalker you. is very very cool and is a great character but even so i probably prefer him again in the clone wars tv series as opposed to and i prefer darth vader than i do anakin yeah well i mean so like i prefer who he comes rather than his his younger all right interesting younger all right padme you've made it through to the final floor next welcome to the we have darth maul against yoda oh now i'm gonna oh who are you picking, well, Reese? It's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. It's a 50 50. It's difficult because I have to try and separate everything I know about Darth Maul from the extended universe, which is I know everything about Darth Maul. Um, uh-huh. Everyone knows, I think, Darth Maul is my favorite Star Wars character. 
Um, he just looks cool. But this is purely the... This is purely just the original trilogy. and You're not going to say Yoda. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to make it sound as if I'm not being biased. Trying to, trying to make an argument. Uh, my vote is more. <laughs> trying to make the argument. I mean, yeah. the reason... Okay, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Okay, I know that this is just on the, the prequel trilogy. Okay, not the extended universe. So the character itself, you know, I, I can't think of as 100%. This is only like, what, 25% of the character, if that. But it is undeniable that every single time you see any any star wars person fan whatever sees darth maul in that first movie the phantom menace he is menacing he is like oh yeah scary he's badass he's cool and then the double lightsaber reveal and how he fights so the actor is his name is ray park and he's a stuntman and turned well stuntman and you know he performs in this movie as i guess a character so i guess you call him an actor um uh, and he was only he was 20 20 or 21 in that movie as the phantom menace wow um and he also like basically like made the coordination or was one of the main influences in the whole like how darth maul fights how like that final like scene goes him and ewan mcgregor like practice and, and uh Liam Neeson like pa- practice for hours and hours and hours getting that choreography right and the final battle between Ewan McGregor and Ray Park as Obi-Wan and Darth Maul is like the best lightsaber battle that I think we have ever seen and maybe ever will see mm. like for Star Wars. So the actual action and all that is, is incredible. And the character himself for having as little dialogue as he did and mainly just being a physical sort of pre- pre- uh, presence... I th- I think he's just he's just so memorable and like he's just crazy mm. and I know that Yoda's got all the extra stuff like yes but he is like I I do prefer Yoda in the original ones and I think that putting Yoda through would be a little bit bad to have two into the final four and two Yodas in the top Maul, four yeah. I just uh, especially because Darth Maul deserves a spot yeah and I think most people who generally enjoy Darth Maul are get pretty pissed off as to how he's sort of like. He doesn't die spoilers but how he sort of like loses that final battle and it is kind of silly how he does get cut in half but it makes a lot of people actually go to all the extended universe stuff because they want to find out about maul and what happened to him and once you hear once uh-huh. you i think the second you hear if you're a star wars fan if you hear oh yeah darth maul survives and he's in this like tv series you're gonna youtube it you're gonna google it and you're gonna find out like what happens um and i will explain that all when we get into the extended universe stuff but uh, yeah for me just the look the character the weight and the performance like i i think that darth darth if darth maul wasn't in that first star wars movie it would be so different it would be so different oh yeah um so yeah for me like he's the better he's the better character yeah put him through he deserves it maul made it into the final four welcome to the top four i put little horns on his name Darth Maul makes Oh, wait, that's what I was going to ask you, right? So, do you know how you've got your little pop head? Yeah, I've got Darth two. Pop head. I've got two now. I don't know if I showed you. Uh, did, ha, have you seen the trend going around people cutting their heads off? No. So, if you cut the skull off, there's a there's like a, a an Easter egg type toy type collectible thing inside his head. Inside whose? Darth Maul specifically? All of them. Every single pop head. There's, so, like, rattle his head around. 
Yeah, it's a bobblehead. Like, like in, you can see no, no, inside like, it. Ho- Wait, no, is that? It's a spring. It's a spring that connects to like a little blue thing at the top. No, so see the ones that are like that aren't bobbleheads, right? Are they all yeah, bobbleheads? They're, they're all no, bobble they're not heads. all bobbleheads. Right, th- but these people were cutting the heads off, and they were like getting stuff out of the of the skull. Mm. Hold his head, right? Don't shake the body. Hold the head, and shake it. And, I've like, got like four of them in hear. this room, so I mean, nothing shakes. No. Them. They're all bobbleheads too. Like I don't know what you're on about. Honestly, go on. A, once once we're finished here, I'll try and find right. a video. Um, even, but people were cutting the heads way, off. You could tell me like there's inside. nothing you could tell me that would make that it's going to be inside that that I would cut it open. Yeah, like, you, would, would you, you just would. Yeah. <laughs> They're not that expensive. Unless it was really cool. Wouldn't do it. Yeah, you could buy another one and just cut his yeah, head open. Um, I wouldn't buy. I see. I wouldn't buy. I'd buy like any other one. I couldn't cut open any of these. Like I, I don't collect these bobblehead things. I just get the. I've got four of them because well, there's two Darth Maul ones available. There's the original one, so there's Darth Maul, and then there's Maul, which is the difference between the characters in extended universe uh-huh. and whatever. I've got Baby Yoda, and I've got. Um, Whatever his name, I always forget it. Sage or, Pre- or whatever it is, like the like Mandalorian painted like Darth Maul in his Death Watch sort uh-huh. of like gang. Um, but I just I just think they look really cool. So and Fred, my friend from university, got me the Darth Maul one, and that sat in my car for so so long, and that sort of started it. Anyway, nah, pop heads are cool. Anyway, yeah, into so the final four. Have we have we got? Is this, this the, is final the final four? four. So yeah, yeah. these four characters are going through to the grand Ooh. grand final. Of all Star Wars movies. So we have Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Padme Amidala, and Darth Maul. That's a pretty good fucking four. That's a good top um, four. That's a really good top four. So now to decide who goes into the final of the prequels. So we have Mace Windu against Obi-Wan Kenobi. Purple lightsaber versus blue lightsaber. Hello there, versus no. he's too dangerous to be left alive. I can't really, that's not more like Morgan Freeman. Andy Dufresne <laughs> was my friend. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. I was just going to mm. cough up some. Got a little bit of air, like, you know when you like yeah, breathe and you in like, and you, you just got to dry air. Mmm. <laughs> Pretty much. What's yeah. your initial thoughts? Uh, my initial thoughts is Obi Wan, uh, um, but I I could. My be initial thoughts is Mace. Okay, that's that's good. Let's I, let's have it out. I. Uh, Why Mace? It's tough. I I don't know. Just growing up, I loved his character. Mm. I just loved the way he portrayed himself. His, you know me. I like my action films. I like the and he was the commander. He was. If you were going to mm-hmm. war, you wanted that man standing Very in front true. of you. Very true. Um, and you and McGregor, see when when Anakin's turning, and they have their little dialogue, you know, um, on what planet Mustafa. is it though? The lava Mustafa. planet. Yeah, that like his acting, not his acting, but like the lines didn't annoy me. But it was just like, come on, he's going to the dark side. Just, just let him go. Just have you, my brother Anakin. I love yeah, you. Like, yeah, that kind of just you know I was like, mm. I do love a lot. I love Obi Wan, obviously, but like 
that just made me like forget about him forget I about feel him the opposite way those lines and those dialogues make me tear up every single time like i feel really? the like weight of like because it's like yeah obi-wan like oh he's such a good damn character like because like again like extended unis- universe sort of explains it better but like um he understands emotion and he in very much like it makes sense that he's the brother of anakin because obi-wan does have a love interest in the extended universe he has a former girlfriend if you will and okay spoilers here and this is crazy spoilers and i don't know if i should spoil it or not but i will wait hold on yeah is it a is it's it in- really good and I, I will talk about it a lot in the extended universe this whole s- fact no i'm not going to spoil it now okay save save okay. it for the extended there's something universe. Ha- something like very interesting with him in this love affair that like is just mind-blowing and even when all of those things are happening he still understands that as a jedi he has to control his emotion and he has to sort of like you know he, he is better than this he can rise above it and he does yeah. versus anakin who doesn't right he goes for padme he just but that also explains why obi-wan is sort of a little bit like obviously he he must know something is going on between him and padme and he's sympathetic towards it because he understands that he himself had a love interest sort of he un- he knows what mm-hmm. feelings are and you know all that sort of stuff he just hopes that his training will also show and make anakin overcome it right but when he realized that he has failed and that you know his his brother has literally like fallen and changed and he was directly responsible for not seeing it and for not helping him sooner him saying those lines about you're my brother you were the chosen one like it's like yes no reverse that like you're the chosen one is like yes because he was the chosen one like qui-gon knew this the whole jedi council sort of knew this eventually and he was supposed to do all this stuff but then he was supposed to bring balance and that's one thing right that's like a boss speaking to an employee is like oh you were the you know the best copywriter we had and whatever and then he goes into you're my brother, which is then him like fully just letting out his emotion and throwing away up. the whole Jedi sort of rule. And you can see how much it pains him to be fighting like his like his brother, right? And like all mm-hmm. that emotion, all that sort of stuff, like in those words and how it's like sort of shown, I really like I don't know, it hit it hits me in the feels every time. Like it hits hard. It really hurts. Like, I feel That's for a point. Obi-Wan. You've, you've convinced me. You've convinced um, me. That's just on that scene, right? Or if we're comparing him with Mace Windu, I think that th- I I love Mace Windu. I really do, and I agree with you. Like if I was if I was looking for a warrior, I would pick him above anyone on the Jedi Order, like for sure. Um, yeah. But I just think that Obi Wan isn't that far behind him, but he also has a similar to Count Dooku. Actually, how we were talking about, he has this sort of suave, but like not where's count he's like a yeah, nobleman yeah yeah but also like a like you could have a beer with him kind of quote like whereas count dooku yeah. has this suave like i'm better than everybody sort of like vibe and mace windu does have like a better than everybody sort of vibe to an opinion like obi-wan still feels like whilst he does have this suave oh hello i'm sort of obi-wan kenobi like i'm a bit up there yeah he also comes down to the level a little bit and he has jokes and he has humor and he's he's, he's very much like a people sort of person i think um yeah nah Obi- yeah yeah it's obi-wan yeah i think it's it, got I, to be I would personally say it has to be obi-wan but again mace windu like no, that is nothing against mace windu i love the character it's oh, probably no, just that 
Obi-Wan is character. supposed to be more of a main character, so I like him more because he gets more to say, more dialogue, all the rest of it. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so Obi-Wan into the final. Next, we have Padme Amidala versus Darth Maul. Ooh. I might just, I might just be a dick and make you flip a coin. I honestly... I'm thinking... Or are you gonna? Are you gonna? I I my initial thought was Padme, and it's because I I can make a case for Darth Maul's character against Yoda, in as much as like how I did before. But I also know that like Darth mm-hmm. Maul's character, I love the most because of the extended universe. So I don't think he yeah. does. So this is one. Yeah. That so he, just based on the original back. sort of trilogy and whatnot in the extended universe, I really don't like how they play off Padme. She doesn't get anywhere near as much like in the Phantom Menace. Like Padme's character is, I think, as, as yeah, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Padme is like her at her best. Um, yep. So no, I, I my vote's actually going to be a Padme for this one. You gonna? Be I'm going to be Padme. Just. Padme going to the final because like yeah her character like she's like as I said like she's got so much to do like she's like you know deceptive she's thinking she's tactical she's a a wise woman political she's like emotional she's strong like she's got all these things and so much of the original trilogy balances on her character um Darth Uh Maul in the original trilogy just being in the first movie yes he's a menacing figure yes he's all this and yes it leads into so much interest and that's why I fell in love with the characters because of that movie I also do know that it's the extended universe character that, that you like more. really has the weight behind him to to watch that goes on. Um, yeah, I'm happy to put Padme right. through. Padme Amidala into the final. This is a good, this is a tough one. This so final. now we have we have to decide third place. We have Ooh, Mace yeah, yeah. Windu versus Darth Maul. Oh man, this is like a favorite bad guy. I wouldn't even say Mace Windu is my favorite character, to be fair. But Darth Maul is definitely the coolest looking villain. Yeah. And the most badass villain. Yeah, in the prequels for sure. I think, yeah, I think it's got to be Darth Maul for third. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think. I My initial thought was Darth Maul for this one. Because again, <coughs> I like. I like Mace Windu. I like sort of what he sort of represents. But again, there's more to... Yeah, there's so much weight and whatnot that I have behind like Darth Maul in that first movie that just like carries on throughout the whole thing of being like how much I love this character. Um, yeah. I And also, let me, let me please say, like I, I do apologize to the listeners who are listening to this saying like I'm contradicting myself or I'm flipping back and forth as to whether I'm deciding extended universe or not extended universe. We can do it what we want. It is our podcast, but also Star Wars is like my favorite thing in the world. So I, I tr- I'm very emotional when it comes to this. So if it's literally just <laughs> gut feeling on who my favorite character is out of Padme and Darth Maul, I can say for sure it's going to be Padme in the original like series. Um, mm-hmm. sorry, it, uh, the pre- the prequel movies, but Mace Windu and Darth but Maul like, in the prequel movies, the, I definitely prefer Darth Maul. Entire thing. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say Darth Maul if that's okay. No, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm and with John, Darth Maul. yeah, John's agreeing on this. Maybe I should have just sat this one out and let John say. But we're, I know, we're yeah, I, I was picking Darth Maul. I was picking Darth. All Maul. right, we have our final Obi Wan Kenobi against Padme Amidala. 
I know what I'm saying. My gut feeling says Obi-Wan. I've been fighting for Padme the whole way through, so have you. I think we both like do love the character, but when you say against Obi-Wan Kenobi, I know my gut feeling is I prefer Obi-Wan Kenobi in those like yeah, he just like he has as like as much as I love all of what Padme brings, I feel like a second place to Obi-Wan Kenobi in no way is an offense to her character. Like, I feel like Padme would know oh, that no. Obi-Wan's, like, the, the, the better character. She'd um, be so disappointed in you, Reese. The only difference that comes down here is probably the, the Jedi lightsaber aspect to it. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit of a boyish answer, and, and I'm because, sorry. Because, because he's got the lightsaber. Um, I just think that Obi-Wan across all three movies I'm interested in, I enjoy. Padme unfortunately yeah. and i'm not saying that this is her character lose interest. i lose interest in her on the third movie because she's just sort of the love interest pregnant mom sort of like thing yeah um but it also see here's the thing though. i say that but also it's because of all of that emotional love interest pregnancy everything that also adds to the level of her strength that she manages to keep going to have luke and leia and you know how heartbreaking yeah, she, her, her it is. strength Oh, she her strength literally. Yeah, she really goes through like lets her have the two so kids. much. She died for those kids. Well, imagine, imagine like you're, the love of your life force choking you, finding out that you've killed. Like he's like suddenly, or she, sorry, in our situation, I guess, has like turned all bad, has done these horrible things. You deliver the babies, and then just from a broken heart and just sheer everything, just you just dies. die. Because that's what they say. The droids, like, we can't understand why we're, but yeah, we're losing. Died her, of a and broken it's got to be, like, broken heart sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, do you know the saddest thing that I've just realized? The real life sort of, like, implications of this? So, Padme is Leia's mum, right? Yeah. Leia. Um, oh, my. Uh, why am I blanking on Leia's actor's name? Per. John, help me. I've just, I had it and now I'm blanking on it. I was about to say it and then I. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. I'm so sorry. Carrie Fisher. And like, if you're, like, I know that you're, you've, like, you're passed away, but like, I'm sorry. I should never forget your name. So Carrie Fisher, okay, plays Leia Organa, who is Padme Abadala's daughter, okay? Padme, the mum, dies of a broken heart. In real life, Carrie Fisher died, and then her mum, two weeks later, died for no apparent reason. And they literally said it was just a broken heart. Carrie Fisher's yeah, mum died? Yeah, so when died. Carrie Fisher passed away... How old was Carrie um, Fisher? Probably 60s. Her mom, oh, yeah, so her mom I think her mum was in her 90s, odd, I think. But 90s, uh, yeah, yeah, literally, like Carrie Fisher like passed away very sad and, her mom and then died her mum died two, weeks, two later. weeks later for no reason really just broken heart is what they said there's a lot of cases of that yeah I, like, I fully if, believe if, it with partners if one partner goes the other partner just instead of fighting they just yeah. let go and die peacefully and but, just yeah, I, just, I just suddenly made the connection between the actual characters and what happened in real life that's kind of crazy um yeah I I, I love Padme. I think that the prequels, she is a huge role. Um, and I love Leia, and I love everything that comes out of, you know, and I love Luke, and I love how they sort of 
yeah, she's the perfect mum. Like, I totally can see her as, like, the mum to those characters. Um, and I I, she's I, so much I, more than just a mum. I think but... Padme. No, you're, you're switching now and going Padme? Yeah. <sighs> just with the whole, you know, what she done for those kids. Okay, I can, I can flip, though, okay. So... The same has to be said, though, for sort of, like, Obi-Wan. Because, okay, here's what here's Obi-Wan's character run, okay? He goes mm-hmm. from a Padawan in the first movie to then stepping up. Yeah. And even though he doesn't agree with his master, Qui-Gon Jinn, even though he doesn't really like Anakin, he says that we've picked up another pathetic life form. Like, he doesn't really fully get it. He listens and he trusts in his master, Qui-Gon, takes on his dying wish, and then from that point on is defiant. He defies, like... Yoda, he, t- he takes everything that Qui-Gon taught him about how you don't have to just, you know, Qui-Gon's a bit of a rebel in that way. He, like, says to Yoda at the very end of The Phantom Menace, like, even, I will train him even without the council's permission if I must. Um, and then mm-hmm. Yoda's like, Qui-Gon's defiance, um, uh, my sense in you, you need that not, or whatever. Um, like, so he goes from this Padawan to suddenly taking on all this responsibility. He does the best that he can whilst also trying to be a Jedi Knight, a good mentor to Anakin, as well as like a general and a leader for like the clones and people to follow and be a light of hope. He then mm-hmm. goes into investigating and discovering all the clones and comes so close to finding where well, he does find out the name Darth Sidious and all those things. So he starts to unravel it. He's the only sort of investigating sort of Jedi Knight in the whole thing. Um, you know he tracks down the bounty hunters he looks after um padme he like you know makes sure that anakin stays as good as he possibly can and then the heartache of having everyone he loves like die like and be murdered and his best friend his brother like turn and twist against him to still then manage to take padme understand the situation and then adapt and go into hiding and live out the remainder of his life defending their hope their like only chance of like survival for the jedi order like his character goes through so much like in three movies it then comes full circle because then he then saves luke and uh well that's it so like well so like his character goes from being when when is it he when he dies yeah he dies in the very first one in the new hope as a yeah. Is it the, is it yeah, the first but then one, he's yeah. like a forced ghost in the rest of them and he's still he's sort the of ghost. Seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, like full circle is he's like brother to Anakin, then he's protector protector sort of guardian of Luke, and then becomes a very much a father figure to Luke. Shows yeah. him the way, trains him initially, leads him to Yoda. Like he does so so much, like um in those three movies. Right, you flipped me back. You flipped me yeah. back. You've managed to pull me back in. I do love Padme, um, and I'm very happy that she got yeah. second. And I think that like Obi Wan for the for the original series coming in first, I think that's fair. That's a a, a fair. So we have Obi Wan in first place, fair, Padme Amidala in second place, Darth Maul in third place, Mace Windu in fourth place. Those four. That's a, that's a solid top four. Yep. That's a that solid a very top four. Top, solid top four. And then we know so far. Hang on, let me get my notebook out here. That they will be going against. So we've got our we've got our we've first got eight now. Yeah, at least half of the bracket. They obviously will be all mixed, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll actually do it properly as well. Probably where we can put in the seeds, so we can make sure that the number ones don't go against each other. The number one are going against don't number go four. Against each other. We'll, we'll yeah. randomly do it. Um, 
But yeah, we have. So out of these, we have Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, Padme Amidala, and Darth Maul going up against Chewbacca, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and Yoda. So we are... That's too solid. We are building well. some craziness this, here. Yeah. This this grand final bracket's gonna be incredibly difficult. It is difficult. gonna be very difficult. Um I look forward to it though. I've just had a thought as I look well. Forward to the next I don't one. think there's gonna be any repeating characters apart from possibly Darth I think Maul Obi Wan. I think Maul and Obi Wan could be the only ones from the extended universe that have it pretty much a chance of having them them, them top in four. Uh, as doubles yeah. so maybe we'll have to think of what we do for that one maul i would i'm gonna argue the hell out of so well if we did that we could then just do if two if if there's two of them in the bracket we could just combine them and then maybe take like a wild card like one of the ones that should have okay do a wild card there, throw in that, that, i got you yeah that unfortunately yeah, like an r2d2 or something um, i got you yeah so okay. so that way that way we're not judging darth maul just on his right we could we could put okay so if, if it's obi-wan thing. if it's darth maul if it's padme whoever like we can combine them as this is their character and we'll throw in a wild this is card the f- I like that. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, that's what that's what we will do if that if that should happen. We can do but that. But yes, thank. This has been the Star Wars prequels one. The Star Wars originals one's done. Mm-hmm. So next we will do the Star Wars Disney series uh, sequels. Um, so or Some sequels. Good characters I can't really call them. They got to be sequels because this is the prequels, and then you no, have the, the original the se- trilogy, the sequels and then are you the have ori- the sequel trilogy. I guess that yeah, because that's what comes after. So that the is going to be the Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah. The Last Jedi and Rise, of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, which I think that's going to be funny because it's it's very different. You're not a fan. You're not a fan of that film, are you? Rise of Skywalker. I struggle yeah. with that film because I I hate a lot of what is done and said, and like if I really think about things, it doesn't make sense in a lot of ways, and it it doesn't feel like the story was as well written as some of these other ones like it seems a bit mm. stupid but i also get very emotional in that movie and there's things that i just love as a fan of star wars and seeing the universe like lando i yeah. love in that movie like chewie i love in that movie like all the it hits my nostalgia and it hits my lightsaber fights that i like i like kylo ren i like what ray's yeah. up to but there's just so many different things that i'm just like oh why like you're just like they just sort of don't yeah it's not as well written as i would like it to be same with the last I like, last Jedi. In, I find that's the issue is I don't like the yeah. the main story behind it. I love a lot of the visuals, how it looks, how the characters act, like all that stuff. It's just I just don't love the the story of where it goes. Feels a little like rushed, and it does feel Disney like as well, where it's like it's more for sales than it is for like the actual story. It's, I mean, it's well, it's for the it's for the the like how old we were when we watched Star Wars. Obviously, I was a little, I was like a mid teen when I first mm-hmm. watched Star Wars. Um, but I'd obviously grew up playing the games and stuff like that, so I knew what it was. Uh, Disney's trying to target that same yeah. age group, so then when they grow up, they look back on these films like you know that we look back on the prequels. Yeah, the so it's like it's just like it's little things that I think are I know are money grabs. So for example, right, the original yeah. trilogy R two D two is like a very adorable cute character but he is a fundamental character to like that original series and that's oh, yeah. he is a he's yeah, a yeah. character and he's written with purpose j 
Jar Jar mm. Binks in the originals and in, in the prequels isn't really needed, and he is pretty much a money grabber. Like, we'll sell kids toys and all yeah, the rest of yeah. it. And then the same as like the Disney ones is that like I feel like there's just a lot more of Jar Jar Binks like characters thrown in. So BB-8 I think is a fundamental character. He's cute and yes it's going to sell toys, yeah. but he is fundamental. He's very important. But he is fundamental. But then in like the Rise of yeah. Skywalker that new squeaky wheelie droid sort of thing that you know is sort of something but they try and make it too cutesy and and you know the the, yeah. the like the the penguin things and like the little yeah, there's flapper just, there's just a, guys with the big eyes. Too many. Like they, they should be there and they should be seen, but they don't need to be all this cutesy comic relief, like extra stuff that just gets yeah. thrown in. That's so clearly for like kids and to sell for money, sort of toys for it. So I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying merch. it's wrong. It's just as I, as I grow up, I sort of I look for more of the story. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah. We will anyway, do that probably yeah, in like get to that three or four episodes. Time will be the next March Madness, yeah. which we will go through for that. Um for sure but yeah i'm pretty happy with how this one went i'm not gonna lie like it's that yeah that was one of the the better ones that um i think it's better when we start off and like the the only hard one in that first round was uh anakin against qui-gon quite was he the, was the first round? was the first round we also had yeah so that was like the only tough one whereas like in past we've had like three tough tough yeah. decisions yeah in the, the randomization of this one worked out kind of nicely how it should i think i don't think there was two we didn't have yeah. like yeah like obi-wan versus anakin right away or you know yeah it wasn't until the next round and then like the, the semi-finals yeah. where it really got kind of hard true, to true, true all right but anyways well, i guess i should hit the outro music shouldn't i because i think we're there I was I was waiting for it. Right, I was in the outro music. <laughs> uh, if I can find it, I can't find the fucking button. I'm looking sideways on this silly. We'll we just have to acapella. We could be we go. I found the button. We could be Here we go. Okay, we so the button has. Thank been you found. so much for joining us for this March Madness Star Wars prequel trilogy battle to the whatever. Battle to the awesomest character. As always, follow us on Spotify yep. and Instagram at Pineapple Theory underscore podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Reese, my co-host John. You stay classy, San Diego. And we'll see Goodbye. you later. Goodbye. Darth Maul is the best character and I'm not even the tiniest bit sorry.